Why settle for just living a good life? When you can live a life optimized to achieve your human potential, learn all the hacks that will transform your life from average to extraordinary. Welcome to Life Optimized with functional medicine expert, Dr. Neil Palvin. Okay, so we want to welcome you to another great episode of the Life Optimized podcast. I am Dr. Neil Palvin, where we talk about how you can optimize your health, your life, your mindset, and athletics. So we have a great guest with us today. I'm going to let her describe her many facets. I think that could take up <laughs> half the episode by itself. So I'm glad to welcome on here Katrine. I didn't Volinsky. 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 That's what. So you very have Eastern European. <laughs> very Eastern European. So mm-hmm. I I mean, you are definitely a multi, multi, multi hyphenate uh in, in involved in many different things. It started from uh your teenage years to now. So explain to everybody your background and uh we'll kind of go through how it got where you are today. Okay, sure. So uh, I'm a health practitioner and an author and researcher. And like you said, I wear many, many hats in the wellness industry. I've been in the wellness industry for over 20 years and loss of capacities from formulating supplements to coaching to owning a clinic, running retreats, doing research. So lots of lots of hats worn, like you said, and many paws in many pies, but it's all kind of a life path. And I really love what I do. So um the uh, my path to health started, of course, with a personal transformation. Um, just for as many to go so deep, you either have to grow up in this or really love, you know, like from the beginning, this kind of uh, medicine wellness uh, aspects, or you have to get really sick. So in my in my case, it was getting really sick. So I was born in Soviet Union, and uh, my family was a family of engineers, specifically nuclear engineers, and they have traveled to all sorts of nuclear sites and worked on lots of different energy projects. And uh, uh, in 1986, I uh, um, ended up being in Chernobyl, which, of course, was a site of nuclear explosion, which set me up for uh, a lifetime of <laughs> different illnesses and uh, radiation-related issues. So by the time I was in my teens, um, I've gotten really, really unwell, and especially when the hormones kicked in. Um, in seven, at 17, I had clinical deaths and experienced uh, a lot of trauma around just, uh, you know, feeling like a lab rat to try and constantly to solve the issues. At that point, I was put on a bunch of experimental drugs and hormones and it kind of stopped my problems at the moment. And I went on living like a, a, a very uh, fast-paced life in uh, Canada um, that included doing a double major, working in the banking industry, really not taking care of my body and not knowing how to take care of my body, not knowing that nobody actually gotten rid of like the underlying issues. And by the time I was in my, uh, you know, 22, 23, going into grad school, I got sick again. And at that point, it was, it was just, there was no solutions and the medical community basically gave me a, uh, a, uh, kind of terminal verdict. And at that point, I decided I was just going to take matters into my own hands and just find some solutions for myself. Spent several years detoxing on the couch, tried all sorts of different things. That's probably how I got into so many things because literally anything that was coming my way, anything that I've heard about, I would just go and try it because there was just no other choice. And uh, uh, a lot of times it was one step forward, 20 steps back. Eventually I had um, gotten to a place where I became very stable and healthy. And uh, that started my passion for health. I realized that all I wanted to do was to learn more and to understand why certain things work, why certain things didn't. People started asking me how I got well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that turned into a profession that was uh, uh, just fueled by just a lot of interest and personal growth and just continues being so because even though I'm much better where I was, it's still, you know, it's still a project, especially being a woman and going through you know hormonal changes and things like that a lot of chefs kind of constantly have to stay on top of things and learn more on how to stay stable and healthy and have better life quality basically and like you said that's how many many people get into the more the in terms of the supplements and detox because they have a personal either personal or family story that kind of led in the path and traditional medicine i know throughout the world is kind of 
not it's not really equipped to handle that. They're good to help you when you're sick and do traditional medicines to kind of put some band-aids on, but never really get to the uh, the deep cause. And that's sometimes where you need to kind of, unfortunately, kind of do your own treatments, which it sounds like you did. And like you said, it taught you a lot. So when people do ask you, is there one or two things that are in terms of having, when you're exposed to some severe toxicity that you would recommend that anybody can look into? Is it sauna? Is it a certain type of supplement? Is it a diet? Is it kind of all of the above? Is it every, is it just so individual that you really, is it, are there binders? What can p- people start I mean, not, and, and kind of look into if they have been exposed to some type of toxin? Well, I guess it's uh, what kind of toxin it is, right? And uh, what person? It is individual. I do uh, like that you mentioned sauna. I find that that's like after in your house, if you are able to, after you've taken care of the water, you know, making sure that you drink clean water and air, that's my next step, you know, getting a sauna in the house, honestly, because it's just... Nowadays, you're just exposed to things all the time, whether you've been exposed to a severe toxin like myself, uh, radioactive particles, or you're just living regular life, or maybe you're a hairdresser and your uh, other occupations where you're exposed to a lot of chemicals and heavy metals. It's just here, you know, and I don't like to, you know, overly focus on all the evils that are out there and all the environmental issues. It's like, okay, how are we going to get out of this and how are we going to support our daily lifestyle with detoxification uh, processes that are just natural and help you live a better life anyway. So sauna is definitely a yes for me. It's one thing that, you know, like I do several times a week, sometimes uh, every day. It just depends on my schedule. Uh, there's so many different ones that are out on the market now. You don't have to have space, you know, to have like a traditional or infrared sauna that, you know, houses one or two people. You can get a sauna blanket. You can get one of the collapsible saunas. There's lots of choices nowadays that we didn't have, you know, in, in uh, you know, like 20 years ago when I was healing. So we actually are in a, in a times where we have a lot of resources. You just sometimes need a little help sifting through some of these things to figure out what is important. So sauna is for sure is a yes for me. As far as binders goes, I do love binders and different binders for different situations and different uh, sensitivities. Uh, as in, some people are just very sensitive and you have to be very slow uh, with different binders with them. So you have to kind of figure it out and work with a professional who can help you with that. And uh, uh, anything from combination of uh, charcoals and zeolites and uh, some of the clays like Quicksilver, for example, is one of my favorite brands. The Universal Binder, I love that stuff. Uh, uh, Cellcore has an amazing line of binders. They have different binders for heavy metals, for biotoxins. I use them quite a bit personally and uh, with clients as well. That's definitely one of the lines that I love. And uh, um, and MCP, the modified citrus pectin, is definitely one of my favorites, as well as apple pectin. I actually use a lot of apple pectin for uh, detoxification of uh, radioactive particles uh, when I was growing up and later on. And also after I worked in Fukushima, which yes, I was that crazy. I did go to Fukushima after the explosion and I worked in the area just to understand what was going on and how much radioactive exposure we were actually getting because the only thing I've learned from Chernobyl is nobody tells you the truth. And you don't know until later on in your life, maybe you're going to dig it out. And it only became apparent just how bad things were later when uh, a lot of this information came out and became a little bit more public. So I did go to Japan to find out for myself, you know, where we were at. And I was part of a research team there. And I've used apple pectin there as well, very specific one, a little bit more on a pharmaceutical grade to help me bind any radioactive particles that were coming in with food, which Japan actually did a really good job on uh, uh, controlling food stuff than, you know, than Russians did in the beginning of um, Chernobyl affair. Man, two things that I've heard you speak about uh, in a, another form. So A, though, um, a lot of people now are very cognizant and maybe over kind of pronounced paranoid, but very concerned with if they have to get an X-ray or an MRI, they're con- not MRI, X-ray or CAT scan or some type of radiological test besides an MRI, 
their exposure to radiation. Do you have your clients do any type of prep before or after if they ex- have to get some type of radiologic study? I, I have my own little program. I'm curious if you have some recommendations. On yeah, that. for sure. We, we have done that. I mean, you don't really need binders in this uh, specific uh, you know, situation unless you're taking contrast and things like that. Uh, we do support antioxidant systems and uh, that's like one of the ways to uh, really try to protect the body. We have uh, loading protocols before people go in, especially using things like glutathione, a little bit of binders, uh, minerals. Sometimes we work specifically with methylation pathways for uh, the person in question, because as you know, we all detox slightly different and support their organs. Again, depends which organ, you know, is going to uh, get scanned and things like that. Of course, the whole body gets, you know, um, scanned in these situations and uh, it's a, a bit of a stress. Yes, we do have a post protocol as well. It just depends on how sensitive the person is to start with and how many issues they already have and how easily they're going to be able to handle radiation that is coming from, you know, scanning or uh, medical um, testing. I would say you get more radioactivity on the plane from cosmic rays than you do with some of these x-rays and CAT scans and would fly a lot, right? So you kind of have to think about that as well. So we have a protocol for flying and uh, we're like taking that as well on the flights, especially long flights, intercontinental flights. You're smiling. (laughs) What what do you want to (laughs) say? No, no, I'm not because that's something that a year or two ago, um, nobody, I didn't hear it was very rarely even brought up. And now more and more people who are not biohackers or health optimizers, whatever name you want to use. Now more and more people are, have specific, either wearing some type of EMF protection clothing and, or a mask. And then they have their own hydrogen and whatever they're and binded, whatever they happen to feel is like their what's in their repertoire. And then they combine that with their jet lag protocol. And it's become like a, a complex thing where people are taking five, 10. I've had people, I've had patients that I recommend doing certain things and they want some, the TSA would not even let them on the plane with all this stuff. Cause they're like, what is this? And what is this? It's, it's been kind of like, but it, it's grown and grown and grown to something that people thought they were just paranoid. And now it's just kind of a, the a, a run-of-the-mill type thing where a lot of people now are protecting themselves on the plane more than like you said almost anywhere else well you, you know i i i don't think people are paranoid it's it's a legitimate concern i don't know if you've seen the recent news there was a korean airline where uh, a pilot actually have been <clears throat> he died and was from radiation exposure and they were trying I'll, I'll actually find that link and send it over to you so it's it's not it's not abnormal. You are removed from the earth field. You are high up. You will get more cosmic you know, rays coming through and it could be problematic. And we also have to look at it as a, you know, it's like the whole bucket of stressors. We have so many, right? Why not help the body, especially if you're flying a lot, right? To, you know, deal with some of the um, kind of those stressors. And it doesn't have to be super duper complex either. I mean, a lot of times we'll settle with definitely mineral and, and, and the hydrogen or some kind of uh, uh, support for hydration because you do get dehydrated, obviously, on those mm-hmm. planes. We do use uh, things like glutathione or maybe precursors for the glutathione to help with some of the um, antioxidants that needs to be used up during radiation exposure, vitamin C, uh, minerals. Those are kind of like a very basic ways to support the body. You don't have to come in with like <laughs> a, a suit bag of like a, a bunch of products. What I do love for uh, traveling on a plane is having a small PMF with me because PMF have been shown to be very useful for um, microcirculation and for kind of adding electrons back into the system. There's evidence showing that it helps uh, um, prevent some of the clumping of the you know red blood cells that are sticking together a little bit more when you're dehydrated and flying and those uh, compressed chambers as well. So that's something that uh, I use quite a bit in a lot of the people that I work with because there's a couple of uh, products in the market that are very easy to carry with you nowadays like they used to be huge and you know you, you needed to be connected to uh, electrical circuit now they're powered by um, a battery and it's all in one mat right or whatever unit you're going to use so i do like taking that with me i'm one of those people and it also helps with pains and aches and kind of takes a lot of your lower back so it's a that's my definite component <laughs> in the, with, uh, with travel on a plane yeah, you've definitely given me your expertise on the 
the benefits of PMF. And I used to be someone who just didn't find it useful. And now I've, I've now I've learned how to use it for myself in terms of inflammation and relaxation. And it's just something that people should definitely be look into for their for their health. So I want to bring something else up that you were talking about. And I've heard we've conversation in terms of yes, there's different saunas out there. There's sauna blankets, there's the the TP saunas, there's the full ten thousand dollar wood saunas you can put in your house. There's certain things that you want to look for, especially with the more expensive units, the wood units that you do and don't want in a sauna in terms of type of wood, checking in theory for EMF leakage. So what should people look for when they're when they're buying a sauna, especially again the wood types, the wood saunas, as opposed to like yeah, the blankets. So, so for sure, uh, low EMF. You already mentioned that. That's that's a big concern. You don't want to be sitting in the box, uh, you know, with a bunch of EMF, right? And that's became more of a uh, kind of a, a industry standard. Of course, there's units that are, let's say, produced in China and other places where it's not as uh, conscious, right? So, but a lot more companies are paying attention to EMF output. Uh, the second thing is the material of what it's made out of. As you mentioned, there is a uh, um, different wood. Pollock wood is and hemlock is usually the two that are least toxic when you uh, when you heat them up. So the traditional cedar saunas are not as advised for people who are uh, sensitive because they can release oils when they're heated up. That's number one. Number two. Um, where they're made, you know, like definitely having preference for Canadian or U.S. made and uh, not having a lot of glues that are in the sauna. So you kind of have to look at that as well. Anytime you heat up a glue, you're going to be inhaling those VOCs. So you need to control for that. Uh, those are my main points usually for the sauna, right? The rest of it is uh, kind of add-ons of what you're going to have in there. Maybe you have colored lights, maybe you have music. I don't usually pay attention to that. The sauna blankets, uh, there's a, a few on the market as well. You just kind of have to go with a trusted one that doesn't have uh, the EMF output. Uh, a lot of people enjoy them because they're e easy to um, use and you can just put them away. And some people just don't really like sweating in the in the sheet, basically, <laughs> right? So it's, it, feels, it makes them feel yucky, but it just depends on personal preference, space, and how portable do you want your unit. But there's also portable units like Relax Sauna and Sarah that also um, control kind of quality materials that they're using that don't have anything toxic in them, low MF. So those are good solutions for those that want something that's collapsible and it's not going to take up the space, but don't want to sit in the, you know, in the bag basically and, and sweat in the bag and lay down. Some people don't want to lay down either. They want to be sitting up so they can read or write or, or not write, uh, watch something and things like that or meditate. You can at the, you can get any sauna you want at this point in any shape size that you want. If you live in our apartment in Manhattan versus if you have a house in in the burbs somewhere, you can find what's going to work best for you. But those are kind of the, the good suggestions. Look, EMF is probably one of the ones that kind of over, overflows all those different types of sauna. So I wanted to get your input because you probably have more intimate knowledge than almost anybody I know in terms of, again, like you mentioned, you're brought up in the Soviet Union. They have their own types of medicines and supplements that now have kind of come over here and become more and more popular. It started with some of the peptides like C-Max and C-Lank and Cerebralycin. Now the bioregulators, which I'm unfortunately or fortunately not going to try to pronounce some of these names. I know like everything from Apitalon to Ventfort to all the, the true Russian names that, again, I'm not going to embarrass myself or uh, trying to pronounce it. So was, was this something that you were introduced when you were going through your detox? Is this something that you were introduced later in your health journey? Good question. Um, yes, I got introduced to those early in my journey. Um, you know, it's something that was available for some of the experimental medicine. By that point, it wasn't that experimental. They were used for radiation victims. Uh, we're talking about bioregulators right now. <laughs> so because we do have a lot of different uh, uh, technologies that were used in, um, in Soviet Union. And an interesting thing that I wanted to mention, like why are those things available in the Soviet Union, is um, you have to understand how things were uh, kind of uh, traditionally looked at by the government. Here we have an industry that's being kind of based on profit. You're not going to talk evil things about pharmaceuticals and things like that, but it's just a completely different model. In Soviet Union, there was three things that they wanted to know. Like, how do you get people to space? <laughs> you know, how do you keep the army healthy? And how do you keep the population healthy in the cheapest way possible? So they were not discarding 
any type of research. They were not, you know, not interested in uh, energy medicine or, you know, uh, like Chinese medicine. They were studying everything and everything was applicable and nothing was just thrown out, right? So that's why there's a lot of technologies that are based on uh, electromagnetism that are coming from Russia. PMF was actually developed in Russia and perfected by Germans. You know, there's uh, uh, a lot of bioelectrical devices, a lot of biofeedback devices, and bioregulators were also started in the 80s by Havinson for a uh, um, an army program too. Like it was sponsored by the army. They were trying to figure out how to keep the army healthy. And that spilled out to uh, other places. And uh, my family was using them. I was using them since I was, um, you know, in my teens, basically. And I continued using them for quite a long time. A combination of different ones that were specifically for my issues. I briefly stopped um, because I went vegan and I went raw for a while and I was a little bit vigilant about the sources. And of course, uh, some of these products are animal-based and I did feel a uh, decrease in my energy and and, uh, my thyroid issues kind of surfaced up after a couple of years of being vegan, but also there could have been other problems too, not getting enough protein and other things. And it definitely affected my cycle. So the first thing I did was bring back the bioregulators before I even started bringing back animal products into my normal diet. And that's something that I've been using for, you know, over 20 years now. And, uh, um, it's, it's, uh, widely available in, in the Soviet, ex-Soviet countries, not just in Russia. And uh, uh, a lot of research has been done on peptides specifically and bioregulators since then. We have 40 years of research in this area. And uh, it just continues on growing, right? And uh, nowadays, I'm, I'm actually super excited to see how much interest there is in, in bioregulators because it is affecting biology on DNA level. It's much smaller peptide chains, amino acid chains, so it can get into the cell and affect your um, DNA. So it's, it's products that are how I look at it. It's basically taking Chinese medicine right, and glandular approach and purifying it and going through a very scientific process of extracting what is actually was making a change when you were feeding people organs, right, and isolating it to those amino acid sequences and then using them as medicine for people for rejuvenation, for, um, you know, for your longevity or for correcting some of the issues that are basically on DNA level. Yeah, that's that you kind of highlighted. I just want to, for everybody listening out there that, yeah, their uh, bioregulators are similar in that they are a group of amino acids. They're usually a lot smaller. They almost all bioregulators work on the DNA, they're going into the cell. Um, they're also replenishing what that specific organ needs as opposed to that. That's not really specific what peptides do. They kind of are more, ba- I don't say band aids, but they're going to heal inflammation or build muscle or work on neuroplasticity or so on and so forth to have the different uh, peptides work. And what's great about the bioregulators too is that most of them, if you want, are oral as opposed to you're not injecting yourself every day. They're usually much lower cost than some of the peptides that are out there. Um, and I think you, from, I've, again, you've been using them a lot longer. I've seen quicker improvement and tangible improvement. I've had people take certain peptides like a MOTC or like a thymus alpha one. They're like, okay, I, th- I feel better but i don't it's not like wow but i've had people take bioregulators and they're like so my libido is better or my energy is better or my or we do lab tests and their stomach or their liver is better or whatever stuff and it's just so a to b with some of the bioregulators it's again it's something that again i've jumped into later than some and i'm just really really impressed by how effective and 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 also like you said simple and how they work but they're just very effective in what they do and you only have to take them for a couple months if if that long sometimes yeah, and this safety profile too, right? A super high safety profile too. It's it's uh, you know there's very little side effects. Like you can, I I don't actually have seen anybody have side effects from taking bioregulators, and you're taking small amounts. And like you said, you don't have to go on a very long courses too. There's uh, you you do a first course kind of like loading doses, and then you do a pulsing methods where you just come in and do like ten days. Uh, 
once a month to kind of maintain. And there's lots of different ways you can cycle through protocols, depending on what you're working on, supporting different organ systems. Of course, you know, uh, one of the biggest ones, like you said, the libido, supporting female and male hormones, supporting thyroid, supporting circulation, supporting uh, your pineal gland. Those are like the main ones that definitely get a lot of attention, especially now with so many issues in the reproductive areas. We have seen... um, you know, clients do much better with their fertility once they started on bioregulators. And it's part of now um, any type of fertility pretreatment where we work with uh, a couple of fertility doctors where we use bioregulators to help them get a much better quality eggs, even if they're going to do an IVF, let's say, right? You still get a, a better um, source material to, to work with and, and, and a healthier uh, fetus. I'm hoping I get, I, I've started with my, in that same vein that with my fertility patients, cause there's just not a great, besides just doing loading up on hormones and hormones and hormones. And the couple I've done, it, I've just seen really good results. And I'm also curious, are you have, cause it does work on the epigenetic part of your, of your cells. Um, have you been testing anything like biological age testing with your, any patients that have done the bioregulators and, and seen any difference noted or not yet? Or, you know, it's so hard to say because we're not just doing them in a vacuum, <laughs> you know, like I've never done just, let's just do bioregulators. Right. So I can't say it was like bioregulators is the way. And I know there's uh, you know, Bill Lawrence is doing a whole study right now, like looking at longevity markers, but it's the same way. I mean, none of the people that I know that are in the study are actually just doing bioregulators regulars they're doing all sorts of other stuff so it's it's hard to say directly i would say you know it's definitely we see people on the protocols have better biomarkers and in general and definitely better uh tests as far as biological age but again it's never in the vacuum so it's hard for me to say and say it's like yes this is this is the way right but it makes sense that you would be rejuvenating dna you will have better biological age in general right but Again, hard to say. Never in a vacuum. There's so many things that usually happens for these individuals. Yeah, especially with the, with the clients that both of us deal with. Yeah, it's never just one thing. It's a bucket of multiple things and a and a and a stack and a pathway. So, one thing you didn't mention is you are definitely involved in in two things. You mentioned part of it is that a that you're involved in several supplement companies and you're in it before it was everybody and their mother owned a supplement was involved in a supplement company and you've seen the growth there. And then also you're an advisor on the, like you said, on the business side to a lot of different companies that are out there. So things went from kind of on the, the wellness and health optimization kind of community went from kind of on the sidelines to now it's, it's mainstream. It's everywhere. It's Tony Robbins. It's everybody has a, has a longevity brand at this point. So in terms of, where supplements are and where they're going, wh- where do you, I mean, I, um, I become a lot ver- more specific, a lot more high, I don't say high tech, but I know the company that you work with, uh, just has in terms of the brain supplements and the nutrition products and everything else there, there, there's a lot, a lot of research going on. It's not, you say, okay, I'm going to take from this little two little things in the kitchen and put them together and just sell it as a, as a product. So how is the supplement, uh, market and, how high end it's come to now? How where do you see it now, and where do you see it going in the future? Very simple, easy question, right there. Yeah, it's an easy question. I still supplement industry is still wild, wild west. <laughs> Let's just be clear about it. There's a lot out there, and a lot of it not really great quality. I mean, we do have uh, an amazing team down in Eastern Europe uh, in a in the university where everything is tested, and when we're putting together formulas for. Um, one of the companies I'm involved with is bio-optimizers, is um, everything gets tested, like every ingredient. And you'd be surprised how few ingredients pass the test for bioavailability. Like out of a uh, hundred sources, you might have one that actually passes the test. And then the problem is to get enough of that, right? So they always run into eventually into supply. And as you grow and the company grows, I think one of the things that happens with a lot of companies as, as the product sells and you know becomes popular, how do you maintain the quality of the ingredients that are coming in? And that's where rigorous testing, you know, really is important. And 
honestly, when the company started, we didn't have anything like that. You know, it's just, it's just like it was putting it together 20 years ago in your kitchen, honestly. It was like, oh, let's just put all of this together. Oh, look at this. It works, right? It was like we were putting it for ourselves yeah, together. You know, we just literally put the most uh, expensive protease-based enzymes into a product, and that's how Messzymes got, you know, created and when the company that was putting it together for us i said hey you know we can do this and this and this to make it cheaper we said we don't want it cheaper <laughs> we want all of the best stuff in it. and they're like well we don't see how you're gonna sell it and that that's true we were not able to sell it through retail market so it had to be you know business to consumer for quite a long time before we even got into retail and that's kind of how you have to take a look at this too is like the size of the company matters you know whether you're going to go through retail right away and how the margins are done there's so many ways to uh, make a product less expensive but more affordable at the you know on the shelf of a store so it's it's a it's a good question where do i see it you know, going, I definitely see more biodividualization, more people paying attention to sourcing. Um, um, I can see that there's going to be more products that are bi-individualized, put together based on testing. You know, it's like I see a lot of companies like we're doing that with uh, one of the brain products, Anatopia, where uh, the products are changing every month with you, depending on your answers, you know, on the, on the questionnaire, basically, to try to figure out how to uh, shifted because especially with the brain and your genesis happens here, you know, like your, your 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 brain changes, especially months to months for women, especially I would say. Uh, so that process already there of bioindividualization, I think a lot more um, testing is happening for companies that do have the finances to do so to make sure the ingredients are pure and you know they're active. Um, overall, I see a better outlook. I just don't know how it's going to um, trickle down to the mass market to like, you know, um, other places where you can get products for less expensive, let's say, you know, I'm not saying Costco and th things like that, but you know, eventually that's where it might get going. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that happens, a lot of company gets bought out, right? How many do we know that got bought out, right? Like look what happened to Atrium who bought it out, right? I'm not going to say who bought it out. You might stop using all those products that are owned by Atrium brand. So what happens once they get bought? I mean, that's that's the other question that I wonder about, especially if they get bought by a pharmaceutical company. I mean, that's that's uh, something to be aware of as a consumer, right? Like who owns the company that you might be familiar with that got sold? For example, I'm not talking supplements right now, but, you know, like I used to love uh, a chocolate called uh, Lily's Chocolate, right? So this uh, sugar-free one got sold to a big company, not going to name names, completely changed, not the same product. That doesn't have the same effect and definitely is not something that I would put into my body. So that happens a lot too. So you kind of have to track those trends and see if the company is staying true, even if it's sold, right? Maybe... The same owners are staying to quality control, you know, so you kind of have to look at those factors, I think, especially if you are uh, really having experience with the company all of a sudden changes, you have to take a look at and make sure that it hasn't been sold. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these big, like I said, big, big pharmaceutical or big corporations are, are wanting to get into the wellness space without having to do the legwork. And yeah, they're just buying companies and some they're keeping the same and some they're altering formulations or, or price or... I mean, I know one went from something, something as simple as from going from methylcobalamin to cyanocobalamin, which we know is more toxic and less expensive, but also not as good for really helpful for people to be using. And yeah, you do definitely got to be aware. And it's and for in a lot of ways, it's getting worse, not better. But that's yeah, like you said that you still buyer beware. But there are still some really good brands out there. Speak with people who know where the good brands are, um, and then and then just be careful of. Sometimes the, the bigger brands are little ones that may not be as good for you. So Bioptimizers has one of the most, I'll say, divert, the interesting way of dealing with nootropics and the brain. That's almost, I know with my clientele, it's probably about 40% of my patients are always, okay, how can I optimize my brain? How can I be, be more focused? How, I don't want to be on Adderall. And then you guys have the product Nootopia that we you can, like you said, it's not the same thing every month. It's okay, I'm going to take my quiz and figure out exactly what's the best fit for me and you I, you guys i think have patented several uh different components of that that's different than anything else on the market where 
again, I always love to know for yourself or for your clientele, what are the top two or three things that you're recommending to them now in terms of, let's call it brain optimization, not for somebody who's dealing with a neurodegenerative issue. Is it all supplement-based? Are we ta- Again, I know you love the technology, things like hyperbaric or red light. Is it all of the above kind of combined into one thing in terms of how you people should be looking in terms of brain optimization? Okay, I mean, that's such a huge topic, right? Brain optimization. <laughs> Again, this could be so many Quick variants. high yield, quick high yield, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's so many variants in there. It was like, what so are you using your brain for, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, nootropics is such a like, huge conversation because especially after that movie Limitless came out, right? Everybody wants the NZT. Uh, actually, Mark, who is the formulator for Nootopia, uh, he, he had a product called NZT when it came out because everybody was looking for it and <laughs> online. Line, you know how do I take get advantage that? of the market take advantage <laughs> of the market good business good business <laughs> and uh, uh, I mean nootropics is definitely a really fun game uh, I'll tell you that and uh, uh, I remember the first time I started using nootopia products before uh, the bioptimizers even acquired nootopia from Mark was I was a little skeptical because I really like my brain state the way it is, and I don't want to mess with it. So, like, I I'm very careful with with the kind of substances that I take, and I actually had the box of nootropics sitting on my shelf for <laughs> quite a while, and uh, finally I tried it, and I was very pleasantly surprised um, of how well it worked. Because in the past I've used other formulations, among the say which ones, uh, and they didn't really work for me. And key factor was is because a lot of times they had a lot of stimulants in there. But because of this specific, the way the product is designed, the way the cofactoring is made, the uh, uh, you can take out uh, by request stimulants completely out of the formulation and kind of work specifically with with your goals and in, in your physiology. And that was a, a really great tool. And for a first year, I was using them a lot. And I was almost, if my box wasn't coming on time, I was like, where's my stuff? <laughs> you know, I need to get stuff done. But what we've noticed over time, as people were using uh, um, the nootropics, especially the ones from Notopia, and it's not great for the business, but they were starting using it less and less, the same as myself. But you maintain the same energy level and functionality. It's almost like there was a neurogenesis that was happening and maybe some of the places where you needed amino acids in your brain or some of the pathways that were not quite well functioning before all of a sudden started working better. So you maintain the same level of function but didn't need it. And that really is like where you want it at the end of the day. So nowadays, nootropics for me personally and a lot of my clients are just being used and, okay, I need to get stuff done because I have a paper due or uh, or something else is happening. So you can get how we call it, nooted up. <laughs> nooted to the max. That's one of the expressions one of my clients uses, <laughs> you know, where you can get a lot of stuff done. But then you have to understand anytime you're pushing uh, your brain in that way, and that's uh, it's a disease of our you know, our lifetime here, you know, like the success is so preached, right? We all want to get massive amounts of stuff done. You have to understand that you're spending energy currency, right? And it can bite you in the butt somewhere, you know, down the line, basically. And you really need to understand that there is uh, another side of it, right? You're pushing, but you have to make sure that you're also really, really working with your um, more you know, recovery processes, right? Reset, digest, uh, uh, what is it? Um, um, rest and digest, right? And that's something that gets thrown out of equation for so many people and it's so important for brain optimization and function. Honestly, like if I speak to uh, you know, our high-end clients who are using all the products and all the supplements, nootropics and things like that, and they are, let's say, having... Uh, a physiological issue and we started breaking it down and I asked them, well, okay, I understand you're under a lot of stress and getting a lot of stuff done, but are you doing your morning practice, which is usually breath work, meditation, or are you doing your evening practice to shift gears? And that's the first thing that goes out of the window. As soon as you're stressed, for some reason, recovery, rest goes out of the window. And that's the thing you need the most. And that's the thing you need the most for brain optimization. The reason why we're so struggling, right? And the reason why foggy is one of the biggest reasons is because we are overspending those energy currency. We are really pushing our bodies to the max and we're not letting ourselves recover. 
And it's something that is part of um, culture, obviously, right? You know, especially in the places like you live in New York, everybody's just go, 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 right? Uh, I moved out to a place that's much quieter and slower specifically because I saw myself doing that. And, you know, and uh, I was like, okay, I need to create a, a situation for myself where I'm more prone to doing these uh, recovery practices for myself and prioritize them. And when we work with clients, that's not the nootropics that we prioritize. It's not the uh, you know the fancy neurofeedback that we use. We, we use a lot of fancy neurofeedback. We can talk about that in, in a minute. But it's the recovery, recovery and the recovery that gets really first attention and get stressed by myself with them and making sure that that is such a core of their lifestyle that they can't, you know, stop it when they are, you know, under resourced, right? Because that's, again, the first thing that goes out in the window and it's the thing that you need the most. So making sure that you're working with your vagal tone and making sure that you're able to go from fight or flight to rest and digest and nervous system regulation is key and brain optimization and performance. So once you find what those those things are for you specifically, and a lot of times it's simple things, you don't need to have a bunch of biohacks for that. It's breath work, you know, it's, it's simply breathing, simply being, shutting down your computer early enough, you know, like having time to recover. It's pleasurable activities too, you know, like we don't play enough. We really don't play enough. And if we are, I look sometimes at the children's books because, of course, I have a child that I want to optimize his brain functions. And, you know, the healthy brain patter, platter, how they're called, has play in it. Kids have to play. But guess what? Adults have to play too. We have That's to have, fun. yeah, exactly. We have to have those pleasurable activities. The oxytocin is like the most important hormone. It is on top of the chain of all the other hormone cascade. So the more oxytocin you create for yourself, which is hugging, which is, you know, playing with your dog, which is looking at your child's eyes and playing with your child, right? It's it's always, you know, sex. It's, it's a big one too. It's like, it's a tool for also for, uh, for oxytocin generation. So those are things uh, that we talk a lot with clients and how to create more of that. And in type A personalities that are go, 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 that's the thing that goes just out of the window like that. Or there is the other side of it where it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? So where like you, they really want to play, but they don't play safely and they don't do it in a way that is good for their brain and their bodies, right? Or is the other expression, how I usually say it's like we've lost the skill to chill, so the way we're Very, chilling now. I, I may steal that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, right? Perfect, perfect. Yes. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> it's yours. But the skill to chill is like super important. You know, like how a lot of you know women, especially in moms, chill out nowadays. By the time they're done with their day, work day, like you're very married to a, an amazing woman who is a plastic surgeon and, you know, exactly. And you have guys that have a, a small child. Like, like how stretched are you, right? Like it's, it's a lot. Running a practice. Ironically, right? today she was up at two in the morning. Didn't want to go back to bed. Yeah, so it was. Uh, but it's all it's all good. Yeah, but it definitely the foundational stuff is mu so much more important than the things that are ten thousand dollars. The ten thousand dollar toys are fun to play with, but you still, if you don't have the foundation, everything just falls apart. Like sleep and breath work and mindset, all that stuff's so important. Now you mentioned neurofeedback, and that again, that's something that's kind of was on the back burner for a lot of people and now is getting more and more publicity. So how do you use it for your patients and um, why are you so excited about it now? I mean, I've been using your feedback since probably 2006 or seven. My first introduction was through a, a company called Brain State. It's called something else now. Ligurdis was one of the kind of like big names uh, at that time. So was using that practice and then kind of delving into all sorts of different expressions of neurofeedback. So neurofeedback, the way we use it nowadays, especially, uh, it can be done in several ways. You know, working with a practitioner, coming to a sessions once or twice, um, a day, sometimes depending on the program, having sessions anywhere from 20 to 40 sessions that will generate a result. Uh, it's usually a, a, a some kind of process where there's a brain mapping done to take a look at like how your brain is functioning, where there might be some deficiencies, where you, you're not working as well, and then creating a program to um, retrain the patterns and retrain your uh, kind of neural pathways. And that can be different 
different programming. There's so many different ones on the market right now. And it's kind of difficult to sift through those. Uh, there is companies that can send you a device home, like NeuroOptimal, and you can train at home after you've been brain mapped. Um, you, there's devices like Sensei, Sense.ai, that is at home unit. And I actually have one of those and I've been playing with that one. There's a couple more that I just found today uh, and I'm actually going to try them out that you can be training at home. But you're just following a program and you, know, you have a, a headset that's connected you know, to... Through, through the skin so you can read the brain waves. Or, uh, like I said, you can be working with practitioner. Practitioner is super important because a lot of people that are not well-trained in the neurofeedback can buy an equipment sometimes and they'll just, they'll do the brain map and then they'll let the uh, uh, computer spit out a protocol. And that's what somebody will follow. Uh, I find that those are the sessions that won't be as effective as somebody who's really specifically being trained in neurofeedback, who's got the uh, uh, credentials, who maybe is a therapist, who got an interest in neurofeedback. And uh, those people are more able to um, understand you and your problems and how you are functioning in the world and then take what the computer is saying and modify the programming. And that's usually yields much better results. And that can be anything from dealing with PTSD to anxiety to, uh, you know, post-COVID has actually been used quite a bit as well for mm -hmm. kids with ADD and ADHD. We've used it with our kid because he was having some anger issues uh, that were coming up here and there and he was lighting up in some of his parts of the brain that was overactive and we used neurofeedback to help him with that. And that worked like really well, like magic, basically. There is new generation uh, neurofeedback, something called Neurogen. That's very interesting to me and that's we're trying this out right now. And there is another way of intensive neurofeedback. So intensive neurofeedback sessions usually go between five to seven days. You are not doing anything else. You're in a chamber. There's places like Biosabernet and uh, 40 Years of Zen. And Biosabernet is local here. And, you know, I'm really familiar with that program and 40 Years of Zen. And there's other people like Dr. Drew Pearson who has their own facility and their own program. And, and during that time, you're basically dedicating five to seven days of working very deeply with your neural patterns and with your brain waves. And there is also a therapy component there as well. And they're highly you know, expensive. They can be anywhere between fifteen dollars to $40,000, but it's a major upgrade. And we've seen people who were in severe trauma coming out completely different people. My husband actually worked for Biosabernet Institute, and he told me stories that were just like unbelievable of what he's seen over there in just one week. And the cool thing about these uh, uh, type of technology, uh, type of uh, uh, neurofeedback sessions is wherever you end up, let's say you've gained a certain level of alpha um, brainwave pattern. If you come back a year later, you come back to the same level. You don't drop down. So it's, it's not something that's temporary. It's not something that's going to go away. It's definitely a long-lasting change that changes the brain. And people experience anything from increasing uh, um, uh, emotional intelligence to increasing creativity, productivity. Uh, we just had the whole, um, our executive suite bio-optimizers here for a week of um, very extensive neurofeedback or well, like five days. And it was, it was something <laughs> definitely. So very imagine, interesting. I can imagine with you guys, yes. But, and yeah. that's what, I mean, I had brain mapping done um, by somebody in California and it was like, he was a mind reader. He's like, looked at my scan. He's like, you had this and you had that and you haven't been sleeping. And it was right when we were, Start getting ready for the pregnant. I'm like, and he's, I'm like, how do you, he's like, how do you know? I'm like, he's like, you have this and this and this. And I'm like, it's so impressive. And I did some basic things and I got better. And then it's all, so that I think it's a It is that proves when somebody could tell me something without me giving them any information or very little, I know there's some, usually some validity to it. And I mean, I've just seen more and more of it. And now, I mean, the older home neuro like feedback units have all almost all fizzled out. Most of them have just been not good at all. This generation, you mentioned the sense. Uh, .ai and a couple the neuro the neurosin those have seen that more potential to be really effective where patients can be get benefit and not set themselves back three steps that's what I was saying there oh well I did this I felt worse I had to go to so and so to fix what I did wrong 
And I think this is hopefully the next generation to make them better. Yeah. And, and that's also what I said to you earlier. It's like, it's really important also, not just the program. It's, it's important to figure out what, what kind of program you're going to use and what are they using, but also really important, who is the practitioner, right? So they might've had set themselves back because it could have been somebody that's not really trained in this and just has bought the equipment and doing your feedback sessions. It's like, you know, one of those things. Uh, it's it's important to know who you're going to. A funny story I want to tell you about, like people knowing, looking at the brainwaves of what you've done. The first time I've done BioCybernet, Dr. Hart was sitting with me and looked at my brain my map, brainwave map. And uh, and he's not reading actually a brain scan. It's very different. It's actually looking at your uh, alpha and gamma. Like, oh, There's like a whole long sheet of all the, <laughs> all the frequencies like that your brain was making. And he looks at it and he goes like, have you ever been dead before? And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, how can you tell that? And he was like, yeah, well, there's this specific pattern in the brain, you know, that that's when people have had near-death experience that changes your brain, and this is what we see. So things like that, right? It's very interesting that uh, what can you actually tell by brain mapping somebody. It's cool and a little scary all at the same time. It's like a good party trick if you're good at it. So I could talk to you all day. I mean, in terms of getting all this great tidbits and information, we're running uh, near the end of the, the podcast here. So let everybody know where they can find you, where you um, have information about yourself and what you offer and some of the products you represent. So how can they find you online and hear more from you? Well, uh, you can't really find me online that much. <laughs> I spend a lot of my time. <laughs> it's, it's not about private. It's just I have a lot of like stuff to do and I don't have a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of time to spend time online, right? It's just like you said, I do a lot of different things and I'd rather be in a field than online. So I do sometimes come out on podcasts with people I actually love to talk to, like yourself. And uh, uh, I am sometimes on Instagram and it's just Katrina Walensky. And uh, I do have a website that has nothing on it just because I've never actually needed to put anything on there. The company that we work, I work with is and formulate is BioOptimizers, BioOptimizers.com. There's a lot of information on there. We have a lot of YouTube videos that, you know, I actually did a bunch of recipe things over there and we have a nutritional course. So it's just different stuff through BioOptimizers if you wanted to learn a little bit more. But that's pretty much it. I'm not uh, not much of an online person. I'm more like hands-on. <laughs> you know? I looked at the website trying to get some info on you. And I'm like, there's nothing here. It's like, I'm like hey, I just go back to all their clubhouse talks. Some of those clubhouse talks started coming back in my head from like three or four years ago now. Um, but again, thanks for coming on. If you, She definitely is an expert on detox and PMF. And we didn't even get into like stem cells and V-cells. So definitely, if you ever hear her giving a lecture or speaking on one of the summits, definitely tune into her lectures. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks for tuning in to the Life Optimized podcast, where you learn how to optimize life, health, brain, and your sports. And stay tuned for our next podcast coming out soon. See you guys soon. Later. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a biohacker, or an athlete, if you're ready to take the next steps to optimize your life, visit drpaulvin.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R. P-A-U-L-V-I-N dot com.